Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Live from the palatial yet not overly ostentatious studios of CBS Sports Radio here in beautiful New York City, it's a football Friday edition of the Zach Gelb Show across all the great local CBS Sports Radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Channel 158, the free Odyssey app, and of course on YouTube. Welcome on in, action-packed show today. 855-212-4CBS, number to jump on in, 855-212-4227. You can always interact with the show on Instagram, where I'm straight flexing, or via the good old cesspool of Twitter, at Zach Gelb, that's Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B. We have a monster, monster football Friday show for you. Coming up 20 minutes from now, a man that had eight receptions for 230 yards last night, and count them, not one, not two, but three touchdowns, and the Bears' big-time beatdown to the Commanders, 40-20. to 20, DJ Moore will be joining us right here on CBS Sports Radio. Now we're number two, Kevin Carter from CBS Sports Network, college football analyst, former NFL and college player, will join us in studio. And then the final hour of the show, we'll connect with Ryan Horvat in his weekly spot from BetMGM tonight via BetQL. And we'll do a little NFL and college picks with him. Let's start with the football from Thursday night. And we will put the the Bears and the great story of the Bears in an isolated window from one game on the back burner. We'll circle back with it when DJ Moore joins us and then later on um, in this hour because that was phenomenal what Justin Fields did. It's crazy. For the last three, four weeks, all we talked about is Justin Fields getting traded at the end of the year. And you wake up today, and I know right there's only two quarterbacks that have played through five weeks of the season, but right now Justin Fields leads the league in passing touchdowns. He puts four on the board last night, and the Bears just embarrassed the Washington Commanders. But for me, there's two takeaways from the game. It's what the Bears did and what is the future of the Chicago Bears, as they did trade Chase Claypool today to the Miami Dolphins, which is no surprise. And then it's the Washington Commanders. And the Commanders are in a state right now that could be the worst state to be in in the NFL because you're not going to be great, but you're not going to be horrible. So you're in no man's land in a stalemate of you're going to either be a 7-8 or 9-win football team and your apex, if everything goes right, is getting a wild card game on the road and losing on wild card weekend. And it's so evident to me now with new ownership, with Josh Harris, Magic Johnson and company coming in and seeing their football team with actual fans in the stands that represent the commanders, which never would be a thing under Daniel Snyder. There would have been like 50,000 Bears fans in the building last night. But with a packed house with a lot of commanders fans, your team has to give a better effort. And we are too far in to the Ron Rivera uh, era in in D.C. with the Commanders since he did take over as the coach in 2020 for that performance against an inferior team in the Chicago Bears to be present 
in front of your fans when there's finally some optimism, there's finally some hope with the Washington Commanders since you have Daniel Snyder out and now Josh Harrison. And I've looked at the Commanders where they started off hot with Ron Rivera. I know they were 7-9. The record doesn't indicate that they were had a good season, but they made the playoffs that year and they won the NFC East. And after that, they've never moved this thing forward and they've never taken the right step where they've been 7-10, and 8-8-1, eight, eight and, and then to start off this season, they are 2-3. and three. And you look at the roster, I do think it's a coaching problem because what have we heard over the last two, three years about the Commanders? Man, their defense is loaded. Look how many great draft picks they have in their front seven on the defensive side of the ball. And for the last two, three years, that defense has never popped. That defense has never sizzled. And Jack Del Rio still remains the defensive coordinator. And Ron Rivera says today, there's going to be no changes. Now, Jack Del Rio should have been canned after the game last night. And you're seeing this now with longtime coaches in the league. They're stubborn. Mike Tomlin is stubborn with Matt Canada running his offense. Bill Belichick last year was stubborn and did something in an idiotic way to bring in Matt Patricia and Joe Judge to run his offense. And Ron Rivera is ultimately going to get fired at the end of the year, and it's his fault because he's the CEO. He has a good enough roster where you shouldn't lose by 20 points or you shouldn't lose, period, to the Chicago Bears, and they have never advanced this thing forward from what was a good foundational year in year number one when he got there in 2020. So no one should be surprised at the end of the season because at best the commanders go 9-8 and eight and they make the playoffs. And even so, when you are now in the fourth year of being a head coach in the NFL and you are a veteran, long-term, tenured head coach in this league, just making the playoffs in year number four shouldn't be good enough. And I can't even sit here and lock it up that the Commanders are going to be making the playoffs this year, especially after their lethargic and anemic and just putrid performance that they put on display last night. So I'm thinking about how do the Commanders move this thing forward? How do the Commanders get this thing in the right direction? Because clearly, Ron Rivera is no longer the guy. Ron Rivera is a great man, but the game has passed him by, and we've seen that. The last two years, whether it was him putting his foot in his mouth with the Carson Wentz situation and storming off after a game when you made it worse than what it needed to be when talking to the media because you got sensitive because you thought that the perception was that this was a decision that was made by Daniel Snyder to bring in Carson Wentz or admitting that you had no clue what the heck Sam Howell was, even though he was on your roster the entirety of all last year until the final week of the season when you put him in and he dominated, or him saying he even put his foot in, in his mouth once again with the handling of the Eric B. Enemy situation before the start of the season. And he keeps on saying the wrong things. He's not winning games, and he's making decisions that when I'm on my couch watching these games, it's obvious that he just doesn't have it anymore. Like last week, you're going up against a superior football team in the Philadelphia Eagles. Jahan Dotson catches the ball right at the end of the game, gets a touchdown. You don't have enough talent in overtime to probably win that game and to outlast the Eagles. Go for the two-point conversion right there, and Ron Rivera didn't do that. So the facts are, Ron Rivera is 24-30-1. This is now his fourth year 
as the head coach of the Commanders. And Josh Harris, Magic Johnson, who was annoyed after the game last night and tweeting about it, they're evaluating. They are looking at the entirety of this team, not only on the field, but on the sidelines and upstairs as well, and the, and the entire way that this organization is being operated. Because there needs to be enormous changes to build the right culture with the Washington Commanders because Daniel Snyder just didn't believe in culture. Daniel Snyder really took a blowtorch to the word culture, and he only had a negative culture when he was the the head uh, when he was running and being the head honcho of the Washington Commanders. So this is what I would say to Josh Harris or Magic Johnson if they were sitting right next to me right now. I would say as much as everyone in this game respects Ron Rivera, you know. For your football team, the best thing moving forward is to get rid of Ron Rivera. Now, you don't have to do that in season. You don't have to do that right now. Ron Rivera can get the rest of the season. But the first name I'm calling, if I'm Josh Harris, who you know, he'll be willing to write the check to make this team a contender or try to put them in the best position to succeed. The first name I'm calling is Jim Harbaugh, who's currently coaching the Michigan Wolverines. And I know there was a report earlier in the week by the Wolverine that uh, there's a new contract that could be coming sooner rather than later for Jim Harbaugh. If I'm Jim Harbaugh, with my pending issues with the NCAA, how they're still trying to put a punitive action on you for buying some kids some cheeseburgers at the, at the Brown Jug in uh, Ann Arbor, some recruits, I don't know if I'm definitely going to be returning to Michigan next year. If this gets into a petty, a name, just game that the NCAA always plays and the NCAA is filled with jackassery, I don't know if I'm definitely coming back to Michigan. And don't get me wrong, if you're Jim Harbaugh, you have this thing at Michigan right now humming. The last two years, they've crushed Ohio State. They've made it to the college football playoff. You have a legitimate chance to win a national championship this year. But if you get into these silly antics of the NCAA, when do you just say, is it worth it? And it's no longer worth it. And that's why if I'm Jim Harbaugh, I wouldn't sign anything right now that solidifies my future at Michigan. Because at the end of the year and the last two years, he's displayed an interest in returning to the NFL. He sat in an 11-hour interview in Minnesota two years ago. If you were just trying to use that as a negotiation tactic with Michigan, you're not sitting in an 11-hour interview with Quesia Dofa-Mensa and, and, and the Wolf family with the Minnesota Vikings. You're just not doing that. And last year, his name was floated out there again. And you could bet you, you know what, that Jim Harbaugh's name is going to get floated out there again for NFL jobs. Because there's some teams right now that need new leadership. They need new coaches. And say what you want about the personality of Jim Harbaugh. Personally, I love him. I think he's great for football. But the guy is one in college. And then in the NFL, he was the coach of the 49ers for four years. They made it to the Super Bowl. And they made it to three NFC championship games. So if I'm Josh Harris... I'm imploring the sports gods. I'm saying, pretty, pretty, please. Don't have Jim Harbaugh sign a long-term extension or a new deal with Michigan. And I'm calling him up. And I'm saying, Jim, you could run the entire team. You want to be the GM and the coach? You want to bring in your own guy to be the GM and you coach the team? Go ahead. Because Jim Harbaugh wins in college. Jim Harbaugh wins in the NFL. And he would be the perfect person for the commanders to hand their organization over to. And really give the keys to the franchise to Jim Harbaugh and have his khaki pants come to Landover, Maryland and coach his football team back to glory. But Jim Harbaugh's not a dummy. That's why I don't know if Jim Harbaugh's going to immediately sign a new deal right now and an extension with Michigan. 
because he's going to have more leverage at the end of the season. Michigan could win the national championship this year. And if you think it's just going to be the commanders that come calling this offseason, you're foolish. Because the Chargers, if the Spanos family isn't cheap, they should absolutely call Jim Harbaugh to replace Brandon Staley with his dopey analytics that never work and he gets bailed out by quarterbacks throwing interceptions like Kirk Cousins and um, also Aiden O'Connell. And I know that the Bears won last night, and now there's a conversation about the Chicago Bears. Oh, maybe Eberflus is doing something well. Oh, maybe Justin Fields is going to be the long-term guy. They won one lousy game. If I'm the Chicago Bears and you have the possibility of having the first and second overall pick in this upcoming draft, I'm not trusting Matt Eberflus. I'm not trusting Ryan Poles. That's another situation where if Jim Harbaugh wants to be the GM and the coach, write him the check. Write him a blank check and let him come in and work his magic. Because I can only evaluate from what I've seen. And I know there's a lot of times you go, oh, a college coach in the NFL, nine times out of ten it doesn't work. It's already worked with Jim Harbaugh. He's already been an NFL head coach in San Francisco. And I know it was a messy ending, but I would take the messy ending of a four-year run when you're in three NFC championship games and also in a Super Bowl because Ron Rivera's right now is in a four-year run, and what's the highlight for Ron Rivera? Going 7-9 and nine and being in the, the, the NFC East division winner and losing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that wild card game? And I know Taylor uh, Ham Heineke, as I like to call him, had that nice touchdown run, and we were all saying Air Heineke, but that's the highlight of the Ron Rivera era so far in Landover, Maryland. And this team has talent. You know, you have Terry McLaurin. You have Jahan Dotson. You have Brian Robinson Jr. Sam Howell, uh, the receivers got to help him out last night. They dropped too many footballs. But I'm not ready to say that this guy can't play in this league. And defensively, you continue to allow Jack Del Rio to be your defensive coordinator. And there's so much talent on this roster. And the talent's nowhere up to par to where they should be. Like Chase Young has been a bust. They've already declined his fifth-year option. I know he's dealt with injuries, but this defense, my oh my, the way that we talked about the Bears heading into this game, you would have thought the commander's defense would have had a field day with Chicago. Instead, it was the complete antithesis, and Chicago dragged this Swiss cheese defense of the commanders up and down the field all night long. So there's no justification anymore for Ron Rivera to be the commander's long-term coach. And I think it's coming to a close at the end of the year. And I would absolutely pick up the phone once you make the move, if he's still available in uh, Jim Harbaugh and call Jim Harbaugh and say, we want you to come to Landover, Maryland and run this team. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Zach Gelb here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Give me a name that you like if Ron Rivera is out at the end of the year. That should replace him as a head coach of the Commanders. If you can't tell, I'm going with Jim Harbaugh. That would be my first call, and I think it's the best call to make. We'll take a break here. When we come on back, the star of the game last night, DJ Moore. If you had DJ Moore in your fantasy team last night, you already won. Like, if you lose fantasy football this week after he puts up 50 points in fantasy football, your team just sucks or you have the worst luck in the world. But eight receptions for 230 yards and three touchdowns. Can't wait to reconnect with DJ Moore when the Zach Gelb Show continues. We're off and running on a very busy football Friday right here on CBS Sports Radio. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All righty, welcome back in. Football Friday, Zach Gelb show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We're awaiting DJ Moore, the star of Thursday Night Football last night to kick off week five. Should be joining us momentarily here on CBS Sports Radio. And you can find our poll question today at Zach Gelb at CBS Sports Radio. The Bears will blank Justin Fields this offseason, and the options are trade or keep. Right now, early returns after last night, where if we asked this question yesterday, I would say the majority would say trade. 62.1% right now say keep Justin Fields, and 37.9% say trade Justin Fields. And you examine right now the Bears' options on that, You have a team that you don't know how we're going to be talking about their quarterback at the end of the year. I do believe the reason why Justin Fields has not been as successful so far in his career is more so of the Bears than his individual talent. But we've seen before organizations ruin their young quarterbacks. But the last two games, and I know you could chalk it up to... Well, it's up against the Broncos, and their defense is trending in the wrong direction, and the Commanders, their defense are trending in the wrong direction. You see the raw ability and the athleticism and the arm that is capable of one Justin Fields, and Justin Fields last night had a phenomenal evening in an isolated window. Like, that's an important thing, too. Like, remember last year when the Broncos were just getting embarrassed week in and week out, and we all took a look at the Broncos and we kept on seeing them in prime time. And it was like, wow, Russell Wilson looks horrible. Nathaniel Hackett looks horrible. Usually when something's in an isolated window, we think about it in a negative way, but the bears last night after four weeks, for the most part 
of negativity were on Thursday night football. Expectations were really low when you look at this Bears-Commanders game. We all thought it was going to be low scoring. It ends up being high scoring. A lot of us thought it was going to be a blowout, but not by the team that ended up winning the game. And the Bears blow out the Commanders, and then you sit here, and after four weeks of trade Justin Fields and what's going to happen, the conversation is now starting to turn a little bit. But as quickly as it could turn and be in a positive way, you go back to playing how you did the first two weeks of the season where you weren't only not playing well, but then it got ugly and you said you were thinking too much and you threw the coaching staff under the bus. That will totally flip. But it is a compelling decision that the Bears have to make because if they finish the year with the number one pick and it couldn't even be because of their own incompetence, it could simply be because the Panthers are the worst team in the league. And if the Panthers finish with what, one or two wins, three wins at most, and have the number one overall pick. The Panthers don't even get the benefits of being bad because they traded that pick to the Bears so they could go select Bryce Young. But you're in all likelihood looking at the Chicago Bears having two top five picks. And if Caleb Williams is there, I know it's one great game by Justin Fields, but I have a tough time believing that the Bears aren't going to trade Fields and then they're going to bypass on Caleb Williams, they probably still will take Caleb Williams. But you could make the argument on the flip side, if you like what you see from Fields, go get him more talent. We all know DJ Moore is sensational, but you go add maybe a Marvin Harrison Jr. with one of those picks and then another top five pick, you get a stud offensive lineman or a stud defensive lineman. How many times do we also say when we're trying to go find a quarterback, build the team first? Well, they have maybe a quarterback that could be good. And if you bypass on a Caleb Williams, you go get two dominant pieces to move this thing forward. Ultimately, I still think Eberflus is going to be out at the end of the year. I still do believe that you're going to see um, Ryan Poles get set packing at the end of the season. And I don't think Bears fans are going to want to say you have to trade fields. But with the likelihood of them getting the number one pick so high from their own pick or the Panthers pick, if if the way we talk about Caleb Williams is a generational talent, like a Luck and like a Trevor Lawrence, and the way that he's been hyped up like a Peyton Manning, where even Caleb Williams exudes that confidence as well, where Caleb Williams says, and he said this to me at the, at the Heisman, there's nothing Patrick Mahomes does that he can't do. If you don't know for sure that Fields is going to be the real deal at the end of this year, you can't find a way to just pass up on Williams because you're hoping that Fields develops. So Fields is playing for his job. Eberflus is still coaching for his job. And Poles is still trying to be a general manager searching to keep his job. With all those things being said, it was a great performance last night, but it doesn't really make me say now, oh, you have to keep everyone in place. But you heard the conversation, the post game last night. It went multiple ways where some were on board with keeping this regime. Others were saying, no, you got to blow it up so at the end of the year it's only one game. But the Bears made a statement last night that was needed was to just get a victory. But the fact that they blew out the commanders, it did totally start to shift the immediate reaction of where we were with this team and what did transpire through the first four weeks of the season. But still, it's a football team that's one and four. So even though it was one impressive game, let's not act as if the entire organization has totally changed. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Let's go to Brian in North Carolina. Next up on the Zach Gelb Show right here on CBS Sports Radio. Brian, what's happening? Hey, Zach. It's your buddy, buddy Brian. I have a question for you. 
I know that uh, you just said the Panthers may only get a couple wins this season, but do you believe there's any chance, even if we make a trade for a wide receiver, that we could finish 500 in a rebuilding year? 500? this because I need to know how many gummies I got to buy hmm. to deal with my football depression for the rest of the season. So I need a budget for this. Yeah, well, Brian, I'm not going to tell you what you're going to do off the field, but let's just be real here. If you're still thinking that this football team could be 500, you may have already taken too many gummies. But I don't care if you bring in uh, Jerry Rice. There, there's no way that this team is going to be 500 because Frank Reich is an overrated coach. The offensive line has done a complete 180, and it's banged up from where it was a year ago, and they're going to get Bryce Young killed. They are because they have no wide receivers there that are number one receivers that take the top off the defense, that put any fear into the, the eyes of the opposition. And Miles Sanders, he got paid this offseason, but Miles Sanders is not this good running back. He was rather disappointing in Philadelphia up until last year, and he was more of a product of a great Eagles offensive line. And look in the Super Bowl. They didn't even trust Miles Sanders to use him. So there's nothing that the Panthers could do this year that would make me think, okay, they could save this ship from sinking. Ultimately, wins and losses are irrelevant for the Panthers. You need Bryce Young to start showing you that he could carry this team. But as we've talked about, there's a lot of young quarterbacks that get drafted in bad situations. And David Tepper has to start taking this on the chin because he has not done a good job as an owner in the NFL. And you you take a glance at this Panthers team. I, I can't give you any hope. You know, they got a solid defense. We know that. But what does a solid defense mean if you have an offense that could do nothing? And the next two weeks for the Panthers, they play the Lions and they play the Dolphins. That's a loss and a loss. And then you have a bye week and coming out of the bye, you have the Texans and the Colts who aren't these great teams, but they're performing well with young quarterbacks in in, in the same draft class. So you look at that with the way the Texans don't have much and the Colts don't have much are off to a good start. And the Panthers are sitting there, and they are lost, absolutely lost, and they have nothing on the offensive side of the ball. And and I'll say this with the Panthers. Steve Wilkes should still be the head coach of that football team. He did a good job on an interim basis last year after that team got off to a rancid start. And I said this in the offseason. If you could have got Sean Payton, if you could have got Jim Harbaugh, I understand not bringing back Steve Wilkes. But when you hire Frank Reich, it's an, that's an underwhelming hire to me. And that's hiring someone based off name, not what they've done recently in the NFL. The last two years, when Frank Reich was at the Indianapolis Colts, they were disappointing. They were a mess. They got embarrassed in Jacksonville in the final week of the season when the fans were dressed up as clowns. The, the Jaguars fans. And you couldn't beat that team? The Carson Wentz experiment was a disaster. And then also, you look at the year after that, they didn't win one first half. Jeff Saturday comes off the couch from ESPN, and he beat the Raiders. So come on. I have no words of optimism if you're a Carolina Panthers fan. But you look at the Texans, you look at the Colts, they don't have great rosters, and they're finding a way to be at least competent, be competitive. But the Panthers, they're 0-4 right now. Blown out by the uh, Falcons. Looks prettier than what it was against the Saints. You lose by 10 to Seattle. I know Andy Dalton was playing. And then last week, you had a good first half effort and then did nothing in the second half. You lose 21 to 13 
to Minnesota. All right, we're still trying to connect with DJ Moore. Hopefully we get him on at some point in this hour or before we do sign off at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. He had a monster game last night as the uh, Chicago Bears just crushed the Commanders 40-20. to More eight receptions for 230 yards and three touchdowns. And the big story is Justin Fields, 15-29, 282 yards and four touchdowns. The poll question today, the Bears this offseason will do what with Justin Fields? Trade him or keep him? You could chime on in at Zach Gelb at CBS Sports Radio or jump on our phone lines, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227 to chime in on that. I still think the Bears, because of the draft picks they have and the goal of getting Caleb Williams, will select Caleb Williams, whether it's through their pick or the Panthers pick, and then at the end of the year, get something back for Justin Fields. Let's get the latest CBS Sports Radio update in with the act man, Rich Ackerman. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, it is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. It's time to ask the pros where you, the listeners, get to ask us a question brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply tweet your question at CBS Sports Radio or at Zach Gelb using the hashtag AskThePros. Be listening later in the show when we might answer your question. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. We're still working on getting DJ Moore up. His agent's trying to uh, contact him, so hopefully we can get him on the show before uh, we do say goodbye at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Kevin Carter's going to join us, college football analyst for CBS Sports Network, in the next hour, and then in the third and final hour, each and every football Friday right here on CBS Sports Radio at 5.20 p.m. Eastern, 2.20 p.m. Pacific. Ryan Horvat from BetMGM Tonight will join us via the BetQL family as we'll get a few college picks from Ryan Horvat, and then we'll do some NFL picks as well. And uh, if I'm Brian that was just calling in North Carolina, or a guy that's always in the YouTube chat, I'd be listening to Horvat's picks because your Carolina Panther season is already over. So try to go win some money this year instead of hoping that the Carolina Panthers are going to turn it around. But that's always a difficult thing, folks. When your football team stinks, you're a fan. We're, we're all addicted to watching football. Like, Stu is a long-suffering Raiders fan. Samter was a Jet fan. Now he's a Fugazi football fan, and he just jumped ships. But 
you look at the teams that you grew up rooting for, you don't just, well, besides Samter, abandon the team. You can't do that. And Stu's done it a thousand times in football season where he knows each and every Sunday he's going to sit on his couch. He's going to get the pigs in the blanket out. He's going to get the the wings on the table, the nachos, uh, maybe the bean dip too, whatever Stu's cooking up. And he's going to sit there, stuff his face, and he's going to watch his team just be horrible. Like, Stu, you probably have some good depression food, I would I would imagine, that is just on call whenever you watch a Raiders game. Because each and every Sunday, it's like death taxes and the Raiders losing. Yeah, it's a lot of ice cream, a lot of cake. I, I would go, go for a the lot sweets. of sweets. Yeah, that, that late 4 o'clock Eastern window. Um, Yeah, it's tough. Yes. I, I will I will fade them is one of the things I will actually do a lot of times when I know they're going to lose. I'll bet money on the other team and then... Oh, do you really? Yeah, so I... See, I can't do that. I could pick against my team on the air, but I can't physically put money against my football team. I just think it's sacrilegious. It probably is, but with how bad they've been pretty much my whole life, <laughs> I'm kind of used to them losing, and hey, at least I get something out of it if they do lose. But I do like the calls, Stu, that you go with sweets because usually... Now, I'm here on Football Sundays doing the Eye on Football show from noon to 8 p.m. Eastern for eight hours talking about all the games. But if I'm off on a Sunday or if there's just one Sunday where let's say there's a loaded Saturday slate because of a holiday and I get to watch a football Sunday, I got the charcuterie board out. We're usually doing something Italian, you know, maybe get someone cooking on the grill, things like that. But you are right when something doesn't go your way. My uncle, my uncle Gary, would always be like, go get the Edmund uh, cookies. You got to go get the cookies. And you get the cookies, and then you get some ice cream as well, and you just sit there and you eat your sorrows away, and then you hope that you wake up the next day and feel better. But when your football team is bad, like are you still just destroyed emotionally throughout the week? Because when my team was just winning, 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 when they would occasionally lose a game, like the entire week it was just Oh, my God, like it's a haze. I've never really uh, felt this much losing before. And you just wait and wait and wait until uh, the week goes by till you get to the end of the week. Unfortunately, I'm numb to it at this point, Yeah, I would say. Things. The year they had that was really good in 2016 where they won 12 games. Mm-hmm. The few times they lost, it was tough. And then obviously when Derek Carr went down with the yeah. injury, that was miserable. Turn out the lights, ruined the party's Christmas. over. Yeah, that was a disaster. <laughs> ruined my but, Christmas. <laughs> but seriously, like, other than that, I'm pretty much used to it. It's all right. One day still you'll get a winning football team. Maybe. You, you may just be like above floating somewhere <laughs> in the sky with like a bunch of people feeding you grapes and you may be dead for about 50 years. So that's a possibility. Anyway, that's morbid. Well, it's it's tr- How many times do you hear an old man on the radio go, oh, this team's never going to win and they're going to win when I'm dead. I feel like you hear that all the time. So I'm not saying Stu's not going to be able to enjoy it, but he just may be in heaven. We all know Stu's not going down below the earth. Stu's a great guy. He's a classy individual. We know whenever it's Stu's time, the, the big fella upstairs is going to welcome Stu with open arms, and he's going to give him, like, in the elite category, the elite section of uh, heaven. There's, there's no doubt about that. All righty, let's update you on some of the biggest stories in the world of sports with some audio. We get to the news brief. Time for your daily news brief. We get you caught up on the rumors, reports, and reconnaissance from the day in sports. Let's go to Donna Kelsey, the world's biggest star right now. Forget Travis Kelsey. Forget Taylor Swift. Swifties, that was in jest. Don't come after me. Don't stalk me outside of our 345 Hudson Street Studios. Oh, probably just shouldn't have given yeah, the address. Yeah, don't the address out. <laughs> I am a five-foot-four man, and my name is Michael Samter. <laughs> 
All right. This is not Zach Geld. This is the Michael Sampter show on CBS Sports Radio. You Don't go wish. after the six foot four guy that is the uh, jolly old giant. He's happens to be just a very nice person. But anyway, here's Donna Kelsey on the PR boost from Taylor Swift. This is credit of the Got It From My Mama podcast. That's probably the best credit we've ever had here on CBS Sports Radio. All I can tell you is that the NFL is laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> uh, good for them. They're getting the uh, ramifications of everything. I can tell you this, that they've told me personally that the Kelsey family has done more good PR for football than they could have paid a million dollars to a PR firm. She's 100% right. And I love how the NFL is just admitting this, where they're telling everyone close to the Kelsey family, yeah, you guys are doing wonderful PR for the league. And Samson, wasn't the story that the NFL was telling the networks to just run free promos of Taylor Swift? Like, the NFL does nothing for free. And they are saying, Taylor Swift's at the games. You need to go run some promos for what? This Eras tour movie that they're uh, putting on out there, I guess is the gist of this. I actually had a marketing rep who works with a flower company. He called me. And he asked me if I had any ins to the luxury boxes around the NFL because the flower company wanted to deliver Taylor Swift flowers that had Kansas City Chiefs, like, wrapping on it. And that's what people are thinking about because everyone is trying to get their product in front of Taylor Swift. Like Dave Portnoy, who's in with High Noon, and I, I happen to love High Noon, um, there was some girl in, like, orange pants, I think, four, like, seats away from Taylor Swift, and she had a High Noon, and he was begging her throughout the game, like, go share the high noon with Taylor Swift because there's no bigger star on the planet right now than Taylor Swift. Is there a bigger person on the planet right now than Taylor Swift? Is she the most popular person on the planet? I mean, maybe BTS, but, I mean, that's that's over in South Korea. I, was, I don't even know what that is. Oh, they're, they're like a boy band, and they're, oh. like, they're huge. So, like, whenever anybody wants to get anything done, just from a popularity standpoint, mm-hmm. TikTok, IG, whatever... It's BTS, but I don't know if they're more popular. Yeah, like I, mean, I don't Taylor like to get poli- I don't like to get political, and fifty percent of the people tell you he's popular, fifty percent won't. But like Trump's always in the news. Yeah, but I mean I don't know about popularity. I I think it just depends on where your your politics do lie. Yeah. But I would say I don't think anyone dislikes Taylor Swift, right? Is there a soul out there that dislikes Taylor Swift outside of you're just annoyed with the the hype and you just want to watch football? I think that's probably what it is. I don't think people have any issues with Taylor Swift other than the fact that they're just inundated with too much stuff. And that's a real minority of people. Like, that's not a vocal uh, minority of people that you're hearing really bashing Taylor Swift. Let's hear one more from Donna Kelsey on spending time with Taylor Swift. This was a courtesy of NBC Today. It's fairly new, so I I don't like to talk about it. Um, Yeah, it's just uh, another thing that's amped up my life. Yeah, what was she like? Got to the couple games. How was it? It was okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Now, I'm going to interpret as that's Donna Kelsey, who's doing an interview, so you got to know this is going to be ass. So you want the attention. But that's probably her not wanting to give out too much information. She looked like she was having the time of her life with Taylor Swift. Like Stu, right? You've you've met the the your girlfriend's parents probably recently. Yeah. I don't think your girlfriend's parents would just say, "Oh yeah, Stu was okay. Eh, he was vanilla." Eh. I right? hope not. I, I really hope not. But like you listen yeah. to that, I I have a tough time believing that Donna Kelsey isn't blown away by Taylor Swift. 
But you hear the answer. It didn't match up with what I thought the reaction would have been. Let's go to Evan Neal on his comments about the fans where he apologized for this. And he told the fans, who are you to boo? You know, I'm a lion. You're a sheep. Who's criticizing me? All these guys that are flipping burgers and flipping hot dogs. Here's Evan Neal. Uh, that I'm remorseful, and um, I definitely could have used a better choice of words. Uh, you know, coming from humble beginnings myself, I never want to belittle anyone, uh, regardless of their financial status or their occupation. So I really just wanted to apologize for what I said. When I made those comments, it was just out of a moment of frustration. Right now, we must play better as a team, and uh, I must perform better myself. And I just kind of let the, my frustration get the best of me in that moment. I don't defend the comments, but as I said yesterday, this is a 23-year-old kid who is on this huge stage and has never dealt with failure before. And he's getting blasted left and right from everybody. So I think we could all move on from this. I know people are always going to hold this against them because that's just the world that we live in. He apologized. I'm forgiving. This isn't the worst thing in the world. It's not right what he said, but I think we could all move on from this, or I hope so. Here is uh, Cam Newton on what if the Jets called him. This was on the RG3 and the Ones podcast. I'm not about to sit up here and sign no $5.5 million deal, bro. Those days are over with. I'll be wasting my time. I don't want to walk into a dysfunctional situation. Also, Aaron Rodgers is trying to come back this year. So when he comes back, is it just going to be something that you just say, hey, watch out? It's actually sad because Cam is now in the category of you still think you could play, but we all know that you're not capable of being a long-term starting quarterback in the league anymore. So... You could talk about the $5.5 million and Rodgers eventually coming back with Rodgers. I know he could say he's returning, but he's not going to be able to return this year. Just, like, let's stop at this. I know it's something you have to ask Cam, and it's a fair question, but I saw Cam play towards the end in Carolina. I saw Cam play in New England. The guy is just not a great starting quarterback anymore or even a good starting quarterback anymore in the NFL. Here is Jamar Chase on Zach Taylor's reaction to Jamar Chase after the game last week saying he's always open. Honestly, man, I thought I was in deep Not going to lie, bro. <laughs> I got called to that office that after that day, and I thought I was in trouble. And if I'm being completely honest, and Zach told me great effing interview. You know, so wow. um, I, I had the most shocked face on my face when he told me that. So, I mean, it was just like relief off my shoulders, thinking I'm bashing my teammates and this media trying to bash me for being a... That's a fascinating response. I, I would have thought... That when you're Jamar Chase, the team's losing, and you're saying you're always open, the coach would be like, yeah, we don't need that distraction. And Zach Taylor goes, what a great effing interview. Here is uh, Najee Harris on the criticism of his offensive coordinator in Matt Canada. I see everybody talking about this coaching stuff, about the play calling, but, bro, like, we're not trying to point the finger at all. It's crazy. Like, we have to execute at the end of the day, no matter who's back there calling the plays. I honestly say that we're not doing that right now. Not coaches. It has nothing to do with coaches. It's just players. We got to... We have to play better. So I respect that response from Najee Harris because you could throw the coaching staff under the bus, especially when your entire fan base is doing that. But I like when players put it on themselves instead of blaming others, even though we all know Matt Canada should no longer be the offensive coordinator. Here is uh, the 49ers general manager, John Lynch. He was on the Murph and Mac show on KNBR in the Bay Area. And he was asked if he's worried about Trey Lance, who's now in the Cowboys, giving Dallas too much info before their big tilt on Sunday Night Football. There is information you can share. My experience with that as a player is it tends to screw you up more than it does help you. I mean, this isn't the uh, Houston Astros over there banging a drum for fastball or <laughs> nice. football. Uh, yeah. he, he can't do that over there. And, yeah. and now everything's through the headset. 
Yeah, I think it's really an overblown storyline. I don't believe that Trey Lance, they could be a resource, but he's not going to go out there and win them the game. And finally, here's Cam Rising detailing the full extent of his knee injury, the Bill Riley Show on ESPN 700. Wasn't really expecting to do this, but I think it's important that I just kind of let everybody know. I didn't just tear my ACL. I, I tore my ACL, meniscus, MPFL, and MCL. It was a big surgery, and it's not an easy comeback. And I've been working my tail off. I'm ahead of schedule, and just I'm trying to make sure that I can be out there. Uh, it's so unfortunate because he hasn't been able to play yet this season. And I was talking to Kyle Whittingham this was three weeks ago, and he thought that his quarterback was close to returning. He's been practicing with the team, but Cam kind of just shared that it was a little bit more than just an ACL, and we'll see if he ends up uh, playing. I know they're on a bye this week, but coming out of the bye on October 14th, they do have Cal, and I know Utah's trying to get that answer early in the week rather than later in the week. So hope Cam Rise can be okay because if he is, back-to-back Pac-12 champs, it only picks up the intensity of the great Pac-12 quarterback competition. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 